and the Y'all Show is back with you. Hello there. Hope your Monday is off to a great start. I'm John Rawl, and this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. You can reach us here on the program any time of day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Our number is 803-816-1170. You can call, you can text that number, 803-816-1170. We want to hear your input as we bring this show all about Dixie to you. From one end of the South to the other end of the South, up, down, east, west, even beyond the Mason-Dixie line. We're just glad you're listening to us on one of our great radio stations or if you're fortunate enough to get the free download in iTunes podcast. encourage you to go there if you're listening to us on the radio. Hey, you can hear any show that we've done. And we are almost to the two-month anniversary of the launch of Y'all here uh, in just a few days. So go check it out. Podcast. Y'all show. Free. Share it with others. Make us big, big, big. We appreciate it. We've got a big show today. We've got Jerry Short coming on later this show in hour two. And this is Elvis week in Memphis. This is on Thursday going to be the 41st anniversary of the passing of Elvis Presley. And Jerry Short, who had an encounter or two with Elvis through the decades, he's going to come on and share a memory too, especially the day he found out Elvis passed away and what he did. Yeah, he went to Graceland. We'll have him tell us about it an hour or two today, and his dealings with Elvis Presley's father, Vernon. All that ahead on the Y'all Show. Plus, Jerry's got a kind of a recollection of something he did this year for actually as a favor to me. He went to Elvis's birth city of Tupelo, where Ronnie McDowell, country music great, was in Tupelo doing a fundraiser. And Ronnie McDowell is not only a country music singer, but and he had like 30 great songs that were hit songs in country music. But Ronnie McDowell is also a great painter, and he auctioned off one of his paintings earlier this year in Tupelo uh, concerning Elvis. So Jerry will stop by later and tell us all about it in Short Stories with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from down Takapola Way. He'll be on in Hour 2. Plus, in Hour 2, we'll get the hour started off with a sports review of this past weekend. And the big news in the sports world was the PGA Championship and a former Florida Gator captured the PGA Championship. Brooke Kepka. Brooks Kepka actually won not only this tournament, but he earlier in the year won the U.S. Open, and he won the U.S. Open in 2017. Brooks Kepka is on a tear at golf, and he won it by two strokes in St. Louis. We'll have the full report in hour two. Plus, we'll tell you about some NFL notes. We'll look at the standings of Major League Baseball and much more. So stay tuned for the sports report beginning hour two of today's Y'all Show. In this hour, coming up, we're going to look at some business dealings where the southern companies are exporting to countries around the world. We've got an organization called Susta.org. We'll tell you what that is and what they do later this hour in our Y'all Street business report. Hashtag Hullabaloo is right around the bend. Stay tuned for some fun stuff there. In fact, our own Murray Lee, who works here on the show, he was active on social media over the weekend, and he had something quite funny that we're going to tell you about old Murray, what he had to put out out there that uh, I had to get a good laugh. And I'm not quite as guilty as he is on this part of his tweet, but I have my own stupidity that I'm guilty of that I'll share with you when we get to hashtag hullabaloo in just a few. Now let's look at headlines from across Dixie. 
And the big news story coming from the weekend was the protest in Charlottesville, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. Now, I must say, as expected, and this is a great thing, as expected, these protests from at least the white supremacist side were pathetic. Hardly anybody showed up. And that's a good thing. They shouldn't have really been in Charlottesville last year, to be honest with you. That's their First Amendment right. But they were there to supposedly protest the removal of a Confederate statue of Robert E. Lee. And really it was all about hate. And I hate it because those of us who like Robert E. Lee and Confederate statues, well, we get lumped in with that kind of idiot group when they were really out there just to cause trouble. Well, luckily this year they were such cowards that they didn't show up. And I'm glad they didn't show up. I'm glad they're kind of cowardly. But frankly, as I mentioned last week on the Y'all Show, last year in Charlottesville was not a good sign for those who spout off white supremacy. (laughs) That was not a good day for PR if you uh, are into that mindset. Now, in Charlottesville, I don't think any white supremacists showed up. You had tons of Antifa people there and counter-protesters in Charlottesville, and they actually engaged with the police. They turned their anger on the police. Now, it didn't get violent that I'm aware of, and that's a great thing in Charlottesville, but many, many Antifa people, anti-fascists, confronted police and wanted to make a scene, as most people in this kind of deal honestly I know there's some good-loving people out there that, that want to protest, but I think a lot of people want to be on TV, and they want to they rear up the emotion, and I, I just don't like that. Well, that's what we saw last year in Charlottesville. Unfortunately, somebody got killed. This year, luckily, it looks like we've gotten through it, and in Charlottesville, nothing there. The mother of the young woman, Heather Heyer, who was killed last year, she was very emotional in her remembrance of her daughter who was killed last year when an idiot drove down a street and killed her with his car. Luckily, uh, for 2018, and, and even Hire's mother admitted that she was glad that it was nothing in Charlottesville. In Washington, D.C., a little bit more excitement, and I use that word in air quotes, as some white supremacist supporters did gather outside the White House. They drew, of course, counter-protesters, but the police did a very good job both in Washington, D.C. and in Charlottesville, they they overdid it. And that's a good thing because in 2017, as I said last week, they underdid it big time in Charlottesville. And the police and the mayor of Charlottesville, I blame them partially for what happened. In fact, I didn't know this, but until this weekend's events, you'll notice the mayor of Charlottesville from 2017, who was in office when this happened, and the chief of police of that city, they're different now. They are not the same people. So they've had studies come out in Charlottesville about how they definitely did not do the right thing in 2017 and not blaming them for the death of hire. That was certainly the one guy's fault. But the escalation of tension could have definitely been ramped down if the police had done a better job and if the authorities in that area would have done a better job. But luckily in 2018, It was a very mild weekend, really, and I think most of the country is ready to put Charlottesville behind them and and all of this tension behind, and the media needs to put it behind them. Instead of constantly, again, putting Trump on a repeat button of his comments from like Tuesday after the Charlottesville tragedy on a Saturday where he misspoke, essentially, after he'd already sent out a thing saying he, he thought it was terrible, 
but on Tuesday they cornered him. And anyway, this is a, a bad story that the the left has tried to put on Trump. And really, honestly, most of the counter protesters this weekend they weren't out against the fascists. They were out pro protesting Trump. If you don't believe me, just look at their signs. They were all against Trump and Mike Pence, for the most part. I know there may have been others, but for the most part, these people were the same kind of people that you're going to see protesting anytime they can against the President of the United States. In West Virginia, it is continuing to be a circus there in Charleston. West Virginia lawmakers are now moving to impeach the entire West Virginia Supreme Court. We told you a few weeks ago where one of the Supreme Court justices actually had been indicted. Well, now this House Judiciary Committee in Charleston wants this entire Supreme Court impeached. The committee filed 14 articles of impeachment against four judges on Tuesday. There's four judges in West Virginia, and they will go on now to the House of Delegates for a vote. The articles allege the justices have engaged in corruption, incompetency, neglect of duty, maladministration, and certain high crimes. And a lot of people in West Virginia are just fed up with what's going on in Charleston in the state legislature and beyond with the Supreme Court of West Virginia. That one won't get as much attention as other goings on down the river in down the Potomac River in Washington, D.C. But West Virginia, it's becoming a civil war right there in a state that was created during the Civil War. In North Carolina, not long ago, we told you how a ferry there in North Carolina that goes over to the Outer Banks at one time earlier in the summer had a flag on top of the ferry boat with a Trump 2020 flag flying high. Well, the ferry is operated by the state of North Carolina, and it's now suspending two workers on this ferry boat because of the flag flying. And it was on an Outer Banks ferry last month that this picture was snapped and shared, and the, the North Carolina Department of Transportation investigated this flag flying aboard MV Frisco, which runs between Oracoke and Hatteras Islands, and now two people are now going to be suspended as a result of their getting political on a North Carolina governmental-operated ferry boat. I'm sure if you didn't like Trump, the last thing you wanted to see was a Trump flag flying on a ferry that uh, operates on the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Congratulations to North Alabama, as Huntsville is the rocket city, and North Alabama has a lot of rocket and space companies involved in the Tennessee Valley. Well, if you noticed over the weekend, there was something called the Parker Solar Probe that was launched from Cape Canaveral, and this was a, a humongous rocket that's going to go try to go to the sun or as close as possible to the sun and, and get images and information and data about the sun that no one's ever been able to obtain. Well, the rocket that was flown to space was built in Decatur, Alabama, right on the Tennessee River, and it's got a key scientific instrument in it that was built in Huntsville. So again, Huntsville and North Alabama companies being very involved with the space program and NASA's Parker Solar Probe with its engineering done for the most part or a large part in Huntsville, Alabama and nearby Decatur. So great job by the various industries involved in the Yellowhammer State with that. Alpharetta, Georgia, has something called the Old Soldiers' Day Parade. It began a long time ago as a tribute to Civil War veterans. Well, now the city of Alpharetta, which continues to have this parade, is going to ban the Confederate battle flag from being in the Old Soldiers' Day Parade. 
The officials there in the city-sponsored event say that it is a divisive nature that the flag brings, and it was one of the reasons it won't be allowed in the next Old Soldiers Day Parade. The local Sons of Confederate Veterans chapter, which has been participating in the parade for a long time, uh, this parade, by the way, was held back in August 4th in this Atlanta suburb, 25 miles north of downtown Atlanta. They're not happy about it, and they said they're going to fight. If they have to go to court, they will. They cite that during the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996, the Sons of Confederate Veterans actually fought against, I guess, the city of Roswell, Georgia, in an effort there to have the flag displayed, or perhaps the state of Georgia flag at that time, and they actually won the court battle. So they're going to fight if need be. They don't want to, but they will take it up in court against the city of Alpharetta for banning the flag in a veterans parade that's held on August 4th this year, probably around the same time next year, the Old Soldiers Day Parade. I bet you I know what's going to happen. I bet you the city of Alpharetta is probably going to cancel the parade. That's probably what's going to happen. Let's want to make a bet. <laughs> but uh, Sons of Confederate Veterans, scv.org, putting a fight up there in Georgia over what I'm sure they would say would be trying to restrict their First Amendment right to, to wave the flag that represents the true meaning of that parade. I guess Yankee Union veterans would have been celebrated to some degree, but yes, that's an Alpharetta. To Louisiana and where Shreveport is, that is Caddo Parish. And the Caddo Parish Commission voted last week 9-0 to to approve the installation and display of a sign that reads, In God We Trust, in the legislative chambers uh, in Shreveport. And that is an amazing thing that the city of Shreveport, they're in the city of Shreveport, Caddo Parish, a unanimous vote in support of an In God We Trust sign. And I don't know the demographics of Shreveport and the Republican v. Democrat breakdown, but anytime you get, especially in a city as large as Shreveport, where there's a lot of people, I know this was a parish commission meeting, which in most places would be called a county commission meeting, but to get a unanimous vote for something that they know would, would bring headlines and be talked about on shows like the Y'all Show, pretty amazing. And God we trust. I, you know, that is our national motto, and I think it's great. It's a great motto. I don't like states using it. I don't like states putting it on license plates for their state license tag. And here's the reason. Come up with your own thing. That's America's In God We Trust slogan. States should come up with their own little original. And most states do have an original motto. Promote that. Not steal America's motto. That's just me being a little weird here, but it's true. I see so many states now where, like on the official tag, you can get... And a God We Trust sticker put on the bottom. Well, I like that sign, and I like that slogan. But maybe if it's a state thing, I want to see what the state wants to promote, whatever state you're in, uh, and not get ridiculous with it. Like in Louisiana, their state motto might be Go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X. I'm kidding. I'm sure it's not. But it, probably most states have some kind of religious basis on their state motto, and I like promoting that because, again, Let's get more originality out there in our states. This is a very bad story coming from the Tar Heel State. In North Carolina, a puppy was stolen from a terminally ill girl that was age five with brain cancer. And it was stolen from her. Can you believe a low life that would do this in Burlington, North Carolina? Zakiah Gray, who's the five-year-old, and her mother, Shayla Browning, they went out last week to celebrate Zakiah's birthday. When they got back, their 11-week-old American bully puppy 
was gone. And Burlington, North Carolina Police Department are looking for it, and they're trying to find this puppy somewhere around that city. But yes, the young youngster who's fighting this tough battle with brain cancer has her puppy stolen. What a low life that would do something like that. Now, maybe the person didn't know it was belonged to a five-year-old with brain cancer, but still, who would steal a puppy? That's, that's incredible that we've got such low lives amongst us, but we do. All right, if you're going to be going to the Charleston, South Carolina area anytime between now and maybe when the water gets cool in October, you want to go out to Folly Beach or Isle of Palm, Sullivan's Island, you better be careful. They are seeing a large number of jellyfish and Portuguese man-of-war in the Charleston area, so much so that at the Folly Beach officials over the weekend issued a warning to visitors and residents alike to be wary of the Portuguese man-of-war. They're all over the place, and the bite from a Portuguese man-of-war is incredibly painful, according to National Geographic, can even be deadly. And, and the city of Folly Beach, South Carolina, sent a warning out about these Portuguese man-of-war being out on the beach. If stung, the recommended treatment, it's vinegar and warmth medical treatment is necessary. And it, they have a picture of what a Portuguese man-of-war looks in the water and what one looks out of water. But a very scary sight if you uh, are stung by one, officials recommend the vinegar and warmth to treat the man-of-war sting and really probably need to see a doctor. And not far up the coast, probably 10 miles away, the crow flies from Folly Beach is the Isle of Palms, where I lived at one time for two years. And at the Isle of Palms over the weekend, more than 100 people had to be treated for jellyfish stings. And the Isle of Palms Fire Department came out to help out as it was kind of a, kind of a crisis. I don't know what's going on with the jellyfish and the Portuguese man of war, which I think might be the same thing, but I'm no scientist, so forgive me. Maybe there is some difference. But yes, in that part of South Carolina along the coast, bad news if you want to go out in the water. You may want to, you may want to suit up, and I mean suit up, maybe with like armor, body armor, because you don't want to be. Luckily, I've never been bitten by a jellyfish, and I've been in the ocean a good bit, in the Atlantic and the Gulf. But I've seen people who've been bitten, and I know it's not fun. And again, it can be deadly, especially if you may have some kind of allergic reaction. So be careful. we still got people going to the beach right now on the Atlantic or the Gulf Coast. And watch out. If it's happening in the Charleston, South Carolina area, it's probably happening or could happen anywhere along our southern coastline, Atlantic or Gulf Coast. Watch out for those man-of-war and jellyfish. Now to Tennessee. And the Smoky Mountain girl, the East Tennessean, Dolly Parton, God bless her. She's an amazing person. I, I meet so many people who just don't even appear to be country music people, just regular, ordinary people that totally love Dolly Parton. For whatever the reason may be, it could be the music, the songwriting, or just her personality, her acting, or just the good that she does. And speaking of the good that she does... Over the weekend, Dolly received Leadership Tennessee's first-ever Dolly Parton Excellence and Leadership Award at the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. Leadership Tennessee officials say Parton was given the award for her selfless work to improve lives across Tennessee. 
Now, she's had a telethon called Smoky Mountains Rise, which she raised over $12 million for victims of the 2016 fires that hit East Tennessee, Gatlinburg specifically, and people's homes and lives were destroyed. She, again, helped raise over $12 million for that. And I know you probably have heard of this, but I can't help but once again promote what she does with the Imagination Library, where books are mailed to children from birth until they begin school, regardless of family income. And this happens in Tennessee. It happens in other states. My young son got these books in Mississippi. And more than 100 million books have been mailed to children since 1995. Imagination Library. What an incredible legacy Dolly Parton has created and will remain after she's gone. And what an amazing woman, an amazing Southerner, amazing Tennessee. And now in the state of Tennessee, Leadership Tennessee will now have, going forward, the Dolly Parton Excellence in Leadership Award. And she was the first recipient of that in Music City over the weekend. Congrats to Dolly. One of our goals here is to get Dolly Parton on the Y'all Show. Now, that would be a whole lot of fun. We need to do it in person if we can. Don't She's too much fun to, to have over the telephone. Now, Dolly lives in Williamson County, just outside of Nashville, near Franklin and Brentwood. And Williamson County last week held its Williamson County Fair, a great event. A lot of people came out to it at the fairgrounds just off of I-65. But on Monday of last week, there was a circus act there called Cirque Maceo. And they performed. And while performing, well, according to some of the people in the audience, they were very inappropriate sexual actions that were going on during the performance. And people started to complain on Facebook and let the Williamson County Fair organizers know what was going on. And I think it was like the next day, the fair met and decided that because of these complaints and the reaction from Cirque Maceo on Facebook, essentially calling, I think, the people snowflakes for complaining, the Williamson County Fair kicked this circus out of the county fair and told them to hit the road, and they'd packed up and left, this circus group. And you don't see circus groups being kicked out of fairs often, but it happened in Williamson County, Tennessee this past weekend, uh, past week rather, when the Williamson County Fair was going on. And the Cirque Maceo's next stop is in Georgia, and officials at the next fair in the Peach State are considering action against this same group. We'll see what happens. But yes, wild times at the Williamson County Fair, and the organizers there weren't afraid to tell the circus to hit the road. <laughs> now to Texas A&M. They love their tradition at Texas A&M. And speaking of the Aggies, on Thursday of this week, we're going to have Gabe Bach come by. Gabe is with TexAggs.com, the largest website for Texas A&M fans to catch up with what's going on in Aggie land and beyond. And he'll be on Thursday during our SEC report, so you don't want to miss Gabe, a good friend of mine. And we'll have an all-maroon and white report on the Texas A&M Aggies Thursday. Plus, we'll get Gabe's thoughts on the SEC. But Texas A&M, they've got so many traditions and so many, if you're not an Aggie, I think they're weird, to be honest with you. They're kind of weird. Well, one of the things they're going to do is on August 30th, they're going to have a actual memorial service for their mascot, Reveille 8. Reveille 8 will be laid to rest 10 years to the day from her debut as the school's mascot. She was 12 years old when she died back on June 25th. And Reveille 8, the Border Collie mascot for Texas A&M, going to be laid to rest 
in Aggieland, and the public's been invited to this service, and it'll be outside the north end zone of Kyle Field. The Aggies that Saturday night of that week will host the Northwestern State Demons in Aggieland. But Reveille 8 going to be buried there at Kyle Field. Now, finally, in mascot talk today, golly, I hope you weren't on social media over the weekend, especially if you were a fan of Ole Miss, because it was a complete embarrassment what the athletic department at the University of Mississippi rolled out. In 2003, and I'm very close to this story, I graduated, I got a master's degree from Ole Miss. I have been a big Ole Miss fan through the years, in case you're wondering. But I have my problems with Ole Miss, and a lot of this comes from the idiotic decision-making of the administration. Well, they killed Colonel Reb and Ole Miss, the athletic department did. The fans, they've never killed him, and he remains the fans' favorite of a mascot. They rolled out a black bear in 2011 that was a disaster. They killed the black bear earlier last year in 2017, and they said they were going to come out with a land shark. Well, they debuted this land shark mascot over the weekend, and words won't do justice. You just need to see it on social media, how awful this thing is, how scary it is. And this is an SEC school that thought they were doing great by having a land shark mascot. And if the name itself, land shark, is not stupid, and the name given to this land shark, Tony the land shark, uh, off of a former player that stole the idea from a movie called Any Given Sunday, it's just bad, bad, bad. And once again, Ole Miss trying to bend over backwards to try to be apologetic to their tradition when I think the tradition of Ole Miss has been incredible. It's one of the reasons I went to graduate school there. I've been proud to be an Ole Miss Rebel, but I'm not proud when I see stupidity like what's going on there with the Landshark. And again, watch it. I think you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Clay Travis may have said it best, and I can't put his words on the show because they were X-rated, but he went on Twitter, Clay Travis, the Fox Sports host, and and Toral Manuwin. And many others have. It is an embarrassment to the SEC. It's an embarrassment to America what Ole Miss tried to do this weekend. And I think this one will die soon, mercifully. And Colonel Reb may not be back officially, although he should be, but he will remain the fan favorite. The greatest mascot in the SEC for sure, Colonel Reb, even though he's not the official mascot of anybody, but he is the fan favorite. Hotty toddy. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to have the hashtag hullabaloo. And that is where we look at social media. We'll try to stay away from Clay Travis's Twitter account, but we'll look at other fun stuff coming from social media, and you'll get to hear some of the crazy stuff that's out there. So that's coming up. Plus, we're going to do a little business report, the Y'all Street Business Report, before we get out of here this hour. This is the Y'all Show with John Rawls. Stay tuned. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirror bit on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. I just can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, 1-844-777-ITCH, or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. 
Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. It's our official fight song here of the Y'all Show. Not really, but it could be. It's Time now, that music lets us know it's ready to get going with hashtag hullabaloo. Happy hashtag hullabaloo to you. <laughs> John Rawl here. This is the Y'all Show where we're all about the South and we talk with a Southern accent and we make a Southern accent on everything we do. We put our Southern accent stamp on all things on the Y'all Show. And we go to our hashtag hullabaloo this week. We'll start off in Oklahoma. In Shawnee, Oklahoma, you'll find... Oklahoma Baptist University, and a former player there, Hayden Ashley, had a great picture that I found on Twitter, and it's a picture of a couple of Jeeps out riding the countryside of Oklahoma, and they're all loaded up with, I think, people, maybe even beer, even though they're they're at a Baptist school. I don't want to accuse them of having that, probably (laughs) Coca-Cola's. But the thing that sticks out on Hayden's tweet, at Hayden underscore Ashley too, is... It's loaded up with mud, and that's his heading, mudding, hashtag Southern. Have you ever been mud riding? I have, and, and my brother had a Jeep, and the the big-time Jeep, like back in the early 80s, whenever people had big tires and went mudding and went to tractor pulls and such. Yeah, I told you the other day, I've got red in me, no doubt. I'm proud of it. I've got some class, too. I'm, I'm walking that fine line between redneck and sophisticated, and many of you probably are, too. But yeah, it is mudding time right now in the South with our afternoon rains and the the fields in a lot of places are totally empty, so you can go out and tear one up. My problem with this is if you're going to go mudding, and I think it's a great pastime in the South, mudding, do it on your own land or do it where you have permission. There are people that go mudding in cars. There are people that go mudding on four-wheelers, and they are totally trespassing. I've seen it with my own eye. <laughs> and the funny story is, I saw it with my dad about two years ago. And somebody got stuck riding a four-wheeler in one of the fields on our farm back in South Carolina, which were we have lots of fields, and they're all sandy, and it had been raining a little bit. And this idiot thought he could take his four-wheeler. We didn't even know who this person was. He was totally trespassing. And he went out there in the middle of this field and got stuck on his four-wheeler. And he was... You're, you're kind of screwed if you go riding and you get stuck and you're trespassing. And that's what happened to this guy. 
And he was way off in the distance. And my dad didn't go out in the field because my dad didn't need to. It was his property. But my dad let him hold it and said, get out of the expletive field. And the guy comes walking with his head held down to the truck where I was in there with my dad. <laughs> and you know what? As the guy got closer, we could tell as he got closer and closer. This wasn't a kid out there riding on a four-wheeler. This was a old man. This guy was probably in his 50s. And he was out there in the middle of a field that he had no business being in. He did have the decency to admit, once he finally got to the truck, took him several minutes to get there, that he was wrong. He shouldn't have done it. He didn't think it would be a big deal to, to be go out mudding in an empty field. Well, guess what? If you're a farmer and you got idiots out there tearing your fields up, well, you got to pay somebody to go plow that field back. It costs somebody money to go out there and clean up after your mess. And I'm not sure that it even does a right job. These four-wheelers and trucks really tear into that soil. And I don't know if it, it really cleans it up like you're supposed to. I haven't been plowing lately. But, yeah, if you're going to go mud, do it on your own property or rent somewhere. I'm sure that you can go tear up a place if you pay a rental fee. Just don't do it on people's property that's not yours. And that's the kind of stuff there. The guy would have got hurt. He probably would have sued my family and gotten money. And he had no business ever being there. And it was a full-grown man. This was not a kid. This was not a teenager. That's who we thought it was going to be. We assumed it was some kid out there in the field. And this was a full-grown man who knew better. He had gray in his beard. And he was out there trespassing like an idiot. Now, he didn't get arrested. No police report filed. But he learned a lesson, I hope. Okay, enough of the preaching here on today's y'all show. Let's go to Megan Huggins, and she's got a tweet at MeganHU on Twitter. Inspired by Earl Grey, proud nerd and writer, mommy of two little geniuses. She's got a BBA in marketing from the University of Georgia, and she's a scooter enthusiast. Well, whoop-de-doo, Megan. All right. Well, here is her tweet, a picture of a, a cup of tea, but it says Earl Grey Tea Southern Style. Okay, well, Megan, I don't have a BBA in marketing from the University of Georgia in Athens, so forgive me. I don't know what Earl Grey tea is, so I had to look it up. Earl Grey tea is a tea blend from Europe, which has been flavored with the addition of oil of bergamot. What in the heck is bergamot? B-E-R-G-A-M-O-T. Bergamot is a variety of orange that is often grown in Italy and France. The Rhine's fragrant oil is added to black tea to give Earl Grey its signature pungent punch. Okay? I don't need a pungent punch when I drink tea, Megan, but you must like it. Earl Grey tea. Look it up. Maybe you sophisticated Southerners know what I'm talking about. I guess since I had never heard of Earl Grey tea, on that scale of being redneck and being sophisticated, I must be skewing more red than sophisticated, but... Begging, we appreciate your interest of your Earl Grey tea, Southern style, on our hashtag Hullabaloo. Chef DMI, Chef D. Lewis on Twitter, puts, and this is a public service announcement. Don't, don't, don't. Here's your public service announcement from Chef DMI, at Chef D. Lewis on Twitter, who's a lover of all things food, humble chef, train your tongue. And here's that PSA. Jambalaya is a Louisiana origin dish of Spanish and French, especially provincial cuisine, influence, consisting mainly of meat and vegetables mixed with rice. 
Well, I'm sure most of you knew that, but maybe some of you don't know exactly what jambalaya is. And gosh, I love jambalaya. It, again, it's, of course, from Louisiana, but it's that mix of Spanish and French cultures. And with meat, veggies, and rice, it's a great blend. And we want to thank Chef DMI for putting that on Twitter. Scott Porter. Have you seen Scott Porter? He is on television. He's a travel channel host that goes around looking for haints. Do you know what hain is? A haunted house. Haunted houses. I don't know how Scott Porter does it on Twitter. You can find Scott at Porter TWC, profiler and co-owner of at TN Wraith Chasers, W-R-A-I-T-H. I hope I said that right. Seen on Ghost Hunt Live and Haunted Towns and Ghost Asylum. In fact, on Sunday night, Scott Porter's show was on the Travel Channel. And his show last night was all about ghosts in Vicksburg, Mississippi the Gibraltar of the Confederacy. Well, Scott had a Vicksburg-themed tweet that he put out that we want to share with you now on hashtag Hullabaloo. And the tweet said, Oh, man, fried green maters and sweet tea. It's not keto, but it's mmm good. Well, thank you, Scott. But you're telling me a word that I I don't know what you're talking about. Keto? K-E-T-O? I had to do... Research. Our crack team here at the Y'all Show had to pull up the old dictionary, find out what in the world he's talking about. And I think I know what he's talking about, so I'm going to share it with you, but I could be wrong. He actually, keto, K-E-T-O, is short for the ketogenic diet, and maybe it's pronounced keto. The ketogenic diet is a high-fat, adequate protein, low-carbohydrate diet that in medicine is used primarily to treat difficult-to-control epilepsy in children. The diet forces the body to burn fats rather than carbohydrates. I guess, yeah, fried green tomatoes and sweet tea is not keto or keto, but it may not be as healthy as having a keto diet, Scott Porter. Wild One TN, it's Greg A. Buckner on Twitter, and he's got a funny gif that we're going to read. First of all, Greg puts that he's a true Appalachian American. I like that, Appalachian American. I, I consider myself a Confederate or Southern American myself, but he's an Appalachian American. And he writes, it's a hashtag Southern thing. And here's his gif, and I like this. I hate being this sexy, but I fish, drink whiskey, and cook a mean steak, so I can't help it. <laughs> you know, it's tough being sexy, and I'm not sexy because I can't, cook a mean steak. My steaks are okay, but they're evidently not as good as Wild One TNs. Again, hates being this sexy, but he fishes, drinks whiskey, and cooks a mean steak. I don't fish, I don't drink whiskey, and I don't cook steak now that I think about it. So maybe that's why me and sexiness are a long way apart from each other. (laughs) Murray Lee is not a long way apart from us here on the Y'all Show. He works with us here on the program, does a great job running our Instagram account. And Murray put on Twitter over the weekend something I just got to bring up before we get out of here with our hashtag hullabaloo today. And Murray wrote at Lee Merman on Twitter, how do I know my brain doesn't work correctly? Today I was eating cereal and blew on the spoon to cool it off before I took a bite. Murray, 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 Murray. Blowing on your cereal before he took a bite. I guess he thought he was having a, some, some morning joe before uh, he got ready to eat his cereal and he confused it to Now, my biggest brain spasm comes not by something as bad as what Murray did, 
But have you ever not been paying that much attention when you had a drink and in your head you think you're about to sip a Coke and it actually might be Mountain Dew? And it takes you about five seconds after you take a sip, like your brain spazzes out. And you're like, what's going on here? And, it, and you're like, oh, okay, that's right. I didn't get Coke this time. I got Mountain Dew. Or if I had tea when I thought I had water. It's kind of weird. And that's what I'm guilty of. I'm not quite guilty of blowing on cereal thinking it's coffee. But Murray, good story. We appreciate you sharing that. And uh, maybe we need to get you in to see a shrink or something. Maybe there's a, a bigger sign here with your problem there with cereal and thinking it's hot. But it could have been hot cereal. Hey, which we don't call that hot cereal in the South. Come on. We, we know what that is. When we come back here on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch over to talking about some southern businesses. There's some businesses here in Dixie that are exporting countries beyond our borders, and we're going to promote who they are and give you a glimpse of some of the great success stories going on right now in our southern business. So the Y'all Street Business Report is up next. Don't go anywhere. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. Join us by donating in-store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. Investaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Back for our final segment of Hour 1 of this Monday. Y'all, this is John Rawl. Thank you for listening to us on this all-Southern show. We love to promote the South. We love to promote Southern business. And here in our Y'all Street Business Report this week, we're going to turn our attention to something called the Southern United States Trade Association, S-U-S-T-A. SUSTA, I assume, is the pronunciation of this trade organization. And their website is susta.org. And they've got some success stories here that we want to share with you before we close up this hour 
of the Y'all Show, some success stories that I think help display how our southern businesses are getting beyond not just our southern borders, but beyond our country's borders and doing great things across the country. A Virginia company has introduced American cheese to South Korea and beyond. How about that? American cheese going all the way to Southeast Asia for some great offerings for the people there that enjoy this right here. It's American Cheese Company, a Virginia-based company, introduced six cheeses to 30 buyers in Asia, and they are doing a great job there with this rollout of the American Cheese Company to Asia, bringing American cheeses to the Asian marketplace. And that is one success story coming from our region. Up next is a Texas company, which is doing well, south of the border in Mexico, B-E-R-A International. Back in the spring, B-E-R-A International went to Guadalajara, Mexico to exhibit, and the Houston, Texas-based company promoted around 50 different grocery staples from popcorn to protein bars at the show and met buyers, and at the event, they made sales of over $2 million to the Mexican economy, and they anticipate another $5 million in sales to develop after this show. So a great job by B-E-R-A International in their exhibit in Mexico and bringing some staples of American life to people south of the border. And that's great because we often hear about Mexican companies doing well in America. Well, how about American companies, specifically southern companies, doing well on the other side of the Rio Grande? And finally, Miami Tropical Plants. In four years since opening business, they've grown to more than a half million sales of their tropical plants all around the world with their great variety of offerings and just doing well beyond the borders and want to give them a big shout. Good job, MTP. And that's a look at what's going on with this organization, Southern United States Trade Association. We may have to get a representative of SUSTA on our show and bring out more success stories from companies. In this case, we heard from a Virginia company, a Texas company, and a Florida company, companies that are Southern-based that are going to markets like Mexico and Asia and more and doing quite well and making a lot of money. Let's bring that money to the South and get everybody rich, everybody rich. But if we can't get rich, hey, I could use some of these products these companies are are making, whether it be a tropical plant. I may not be quite as excited about that, but I know I could use some of that American cheese that's going to Asia from Virginia. Uh, I like me some good cheese, and I'd be interested uh, to know what uh, what all they do have in the Commonwealth with this cheese company. But that that's a little glimpse of some of our Southern success stories here in what we call the Y'all Street Business Report. And again, you can go to susta.org to learn more about this trade organization called the Southern United States Trade Association. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to get a recap of the weekend in sports. Brooks Kepka did a great job in St. Louis. He captured his latest major win on the PGA Tour as he picked up the PGA Championship Trophy, the Wanamaker Trophy, I think is what it's called. And it is a gigantic trophy that's going to be taking up probably half of his massive home, I'm assuming he has, in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, I wouldn't have to want to pay the freight on that thing. But he won this past weekend in St. Louis, Missouri. We'll tell you about that big win and how he had some people right on his heels, nipping it, trying to capture the trophy. We'll tell you about how this Florida Gator pulled off the W. And we'll also give you an update on college football, some bad things going on at the University of Maryland. Coach has been 
put on paid leave and a player died a few months ago, we'll give you a little bit more about the Terps in hour two. And also we'll tell you about more exciting stuff from the baseball side of things as some teams have found their way back atop the standings in Major League Baseball. So we'll have all that coming up in hour two, plus Jerry Short, the teller tales from down Takapola Way. He's going to come on and talk about the king of rock and roll as Elvis left us way too soon back in 1977. And this week marks the 41st anniversary of Elvis's passing on August 16th. And Jerry will have his own memories of that tough day and his other connections to the king. All that is ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawls. We'll be right back. Blue Star Medicated Ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH. Or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Hour two of the Monday, y'all, back up and going. Hello there. Welcome into the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. Hope your week is off to a rip-roaring start, as we will have Jerry Short in just a few minutes stop by with our latest short stories. And I kind of have a hint of what Jerry has up his sleeve this week. This is Elvis week in Memphis, Tennessee. This is the anniversary of Elvis's death this week. And I know Jerry has some Elvis-flavored memories to share with us on today's Y'all Show. So if you're an Elvis fan, you'll want to stick around for that. And even if you don't particularly like Elvis that much, if you didn't even uh, exist when Elvis was alive, if you're less than 41 years old, I guess, hey, I know if it's coming from Jerry Short, it's going to be one heck of a story. So stick around. Short stories still to come. And let me remind you what all we've got on tap, not only for this hour, but for the rest of the week on the Y'all Show. On the Tuesday Y'all Show, tune in tomorrow for Amon Bathija of the Texas Tribune. He's going to be stopping by to help us learn more about the U.S. Senate race that's going on as Ted Cruz tries to hang on to his seat in the U.S. Senate. And it is a very, very fierce contest between Cruz and Beto O'Rourke. And we'll find out from the Texas Tribune just how close this race could be in November. Plus, we'll talk other Texas politics. They do things a little bit different in Austin. And we'll find out from Amon what exactly is going on in the Lone Star State. That'll be on the Tuesday Y'all Show. And we'll also try to get on our friend Matt Hermans with a barbecue report on the Tuesday Y'all Show. Join us on Wednesday for ACC Talk. Plus, we'll have Precious Harris dropping by for her great report on what's going on in Nashville, Music City, 
USA. And then on Thursday, we'll keep our eye on the SEC. And we'll be joined by a true drum beater for the Texas A&M Aggies. This guy will pick up the drum and beat it loud like no one else for the Aggies. Gabe Bach of TexAgs.com. And he is ready to go. He's got the 12th man right behind him. And everybody in Aggie land, they're excited about what Jimbo Fisher is doing in College Station. And we're going to find out about the Ags. And we'll find about out Gabe's opinion on the rest of the Southeastern Conference. That'll be on the Thursday, y'all. So we've got plenty of good stuff lined up and coming at you here on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Our Twitter account is at Y'all Show. And we encourage you to... Head there anytime and find out all the latest tweets and opinions that we have here on the Y'all Show. Well, on the sports front, we start out this hour looking back at the weekend. And how about former Florida Gator Brooks Kepka? He is on a roll on the PGA Tour. He captured the 100th PGA t- Championship on Sunday at Bell Reeve Country Club just outside of St. Louis. He shot uh, two under two. He was two shots better than the second place finisher. And a great win for Brooks Kepka. He has won the U.S. Open this year, and now he's won the PGA Championship. He won the U.S. Open in 2017. He's won three of the last seven major championships. I think that's right. He couldn't compete in the Masters this year. He had an injury, and that's why he didn't play in it. But he is on a roar, this guy that lives in West Palm Beach, Florida, Brooks Kepka. And he, they, the nickname the guys on TV called him was the Human Bulldozer. And they were, they were kind of joking that he needs to get a sponsorship from Caterpillar. Well, I'm not so sure that's not too far off. Because if you saw Brooks Kepka on a tee box in his very form-fitting polos that he wears, he's got some big old biceps. And he can kill that ball off the tee box. And what's funny is he plays golf and is really close friends with and neighbors with Dustin Johnson of South Carolina. They both live down in the Palm Beach area. And they play golf together all the time. These two probably are the longest drivers in all of the PGA Tour. And they're close buds. And and here we're seeing Brooks Kepka take the lead on the wins total. Although DJ, I think, still remains at number one in the world golf rankings. But amazing job by him to thwart off all the competitors on Sunday and capture the 100th PGA Championship. He becomes only the fifth professional golfer to win the U.S. Open and the PGA Championship in the same year. What a great job. He joins a group that includes Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Ben Hogan, and Gene Saracen, the only other four before Brooks Kepka to win these two tournaments in our country, our two domestic tournaments other than the Masters that are considered majors in the same year. What a great feat for Brooks Kepka with a 466 to win the PGA Championship on Sunday. Now, that is fact. Now, here comes the opinion. If you watch the tournament, no one hardly paid Brooks Kepka any attention. It was all about Tiger Woods. And to Woods' credit, he finished second. Adam Scott kind of blew up on the last hole and ended up going into third place. But Tiger Woods did have one heck of a round, but he lost. Brooks Kepka won. But the, the amount of attention the press paid Tiger Woods, the amount of attention the fans paid, I mean, you saw people sprinting to the next tee box when Tiger finished up a hole. It's really gotten out of hand. I'm not, I'm not a Tiger Woods fan for a couple of reasons, one of which I get tired of all the attention that Tiger Woods has received. And I know he's been a good golfer, but there's been other good golfers too. But the, the media goes nuts over him, and 
frankly, I don't like Phil Mickelson that much. He, he's okay, but I don't like him that much. I get tired of all the love and attention he gets. I like to spread the wealth around. We've had some great golfers out there. And frankly, I thought it was rude the way the folks at Bell Reef Country Club treated Brooks Kepka on Sunday, both the fans and certainly the media. CBS tried to balance it out, but the media, they're going to they're gonna fire that up, the Tiger Woods train, and you're going to see him more and more on getting media attention. And he's a superstar. I get it. But it's just very rude when he doesn't even win to steal thunder. Now, to Tiger Woods' credit, it was great to see he and Ricky Fowler coming out and congratulating Brooks Kepka as he went into the clubhouse to sign his scorecard. That was a great sign of sportsmanship. But, again, we want to remind you, Brooks Kepka is the winner of the PGA Championship in St. Louis this past weekend. As we move over to the gridiron, some bad news coming from College Park, Maryland, for the Big Ten's Maryland Terps. The head coach of the Terps has been on put on paid administrative leave, and a, another person within the program also sent on a leave. As athletic director Damon Evans informed the team Saturday that Terps head football coach D.J. Durkin already on a paid administrative leave, and others now following suit as they investigate some bad goings-on within the program. In off-season workouts, Jordan McNair, an offensive lineman for the Terps, died after ex- heat exhaustion. And an investigation has been going on, and there's a lot of bad stuff, it looks like, coming out of the Maryland Terps program. The Terps are going to be led by the offensive coordinator, Canada, for the program now as an interim coach. And LSU fans will remember Matt Canada. He was the offensive coordinator in Baton Rouge in 2017. We'll keep our eye on College Park. The Southern Miss Golden Eagles have suspended quarterback Quadra Griggs for conduct matter. The senior quarterback started seven games last season, and he's been suspended indefinitely by the team for this matter. There was no further information provided by Southern Miss. He missed the 2016 season after being ruled academically ineligible. He is returning from off-season Achilles surgery and threw for was a close to 1,900 yards and 16 touchdowns last season, and he rushed for 270 yards. He's been competing with transfer quarterback Jack Abraham, who was at Louisiana Tech at one time, an Oxford, Mississippi native, for the starting job this fall. In his first season as a starter, Griggs guided the Southern Miss Golden Eagles 8-5 and to a 5-5 and record in games that he played, including a loss to Florida State in the Independence Bowl. So that was last year when they played in Shreveport. Southern Miss opens the season, hosting the Jackson State Tigers on September 1st. The Cleveland Browns have a funny way of dealing with former Florida Gator wide receiver and rookie Antonio Callaway. Head coach Hugh Jackson punished Callaway for a recent traffic stop by making him play most of Thursday's preseason opener against the New York Giants. Callaway didn't inform the Browns that he was cited for a marijuana possession and a suspended license when he was stopped last week and Jackson didn't become aware of the incident until news broke Tuesday. And there's dash cam video of everything going on as well, including police finding bullets and a gun uh, part of the car in the car that he was with. And this was a decision that Jackson decided to make with the 0-16 of 2017 Browns who were trying to improve their lot in 2018. Have you seen the Hard Knocks show on the NFL Network? And I th- It's on HBO. Maybe it's on NFL. I saw it on YouTube. And it's a fantastic thing that HBO and NFL Films, I assume, does every year. Well, this year, the spotlight is on the Cleveland Browns, and they've been at training camp with the Cleveland Browns the last couple of weeks. 
great inside look at an NFL program and the hardship that the Browns really have gone through. And, and, and we talked about Hugh Jackson, the head coach of the Browns. My goodness, in July, he lost his brother and his mother in about eight days. He lost both of them. And you're actually there the day he gets the phone call about his mother's passing. You see that on this show that's on YouTube. I, I know it's on other platforms, but the coach of the Browns ain't putting up with some nonsense from Antonio Callaway. You'd have to think he's going to be suspended for a portion of the season. This Florida Gator, now Cleveland Brown. An apparent cheap shot happened when the Washington Redskins and New York Jets had a scrimmage in Richmond, Virginia. These two teams are having a practice in the capital of Virginia as they both are continuing their preseason practices. And some tempers were built up, and ultimately some players got in a melee along the sidelines that spilled into the crowd as fans were invited to come out to this place in Richmond where the Redskins have been training, and now the Jets have shown up as well for a couple of days. I think those two teams have a preseason game this week, but there's video of both the Redskins and New York Jets going after it. And this happens in preseason. Often it's usually amongst teammates on a team as they're getting ready for the season. But more and more you see some of these teams have practices against another NFL team, a, a scrimmage and a workout session kind of in preseason practice. And uh, tempers flared up on Sunday in Richmond as the Redskins and New York Jets got together. And I know the Jets won their preseason game last week. I can't remember if the Redskins won or not, but both teams looking to improve in 2018. Major League Baseball rolls on. Let's give you a quick look at the standings in case you haven't looked at that lady lately in Major League Baseball. The Red Sox continue to dominate the AL East. They've got a nine-and-a-half game lead over the New York Yankees. Indians comfortably in charge of the American League Central over the Minnesota Twins. They're about a dozen games back in the AL West the Houston Astros have a kind of a close lead. The Oakland A's have been doing a great job of late, but the Strohs still a couple of games on top of the Oakland A's. Did you see that play this weekend where the Oakland A's outfielder caught a ball running back to the wall and then was able to throw it back to first base and get a guy out, a double play, but an incredible throw from the outfield wall, essentially, to turn a double play? If you haven't seen that, Google that sometime. Great play by the A's. NL East, man, it is a all-knotted-up race right now in the National League East between the Braves and the Phillies. The Braves won Sunday. The Phillies lost Sunday. And those two teams sit atop the NL East. The Nationals are right behind them, though. And a couple other teams trying to do some good before we reach now, like the third end of the fourth, third quarter, end of the fourth quarter of the Major League season. The NL Central, still a battle going on between the Cubs and Brewers. That one can go either way at this point. And also very close in the National League West, the Diamondbacks barely on top of the Los Angeles Dodgers at this point. And then you've got the Rockies, Giants, and Padres following that. Newsworthy from the weekend, Barry Bonds is number 25 from the, his days with the San Francisco Giants. was retired in San Francisco. And you saw Willie Mays, who's Bonds' godfather, publicly make a big pitch that this guy should be in the Hall of Fame and this guy's the greatest and, of course, he's got controversy attached to his career with all the performance-enhancing drugs that went on back in his day. But, yes, the Giants of San Francisco honoring Barry Bonds. And I don't even know, I assume to some degree, I don't know what kind of honors he's received from the Pittsburgh Pirates, which, of course, is where Barry Bonds got his start 
in Major League Baseball when he when he first got going. And we look at finally a a really uh, only can you imagine this happening to Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino, who got fired at Louisville for scandals off the field, mostly involving potential strippers and sex with players. Well, he has ownership and a horse named Party Dancer. And on at the end of last week, Party Dancer won a race in California. And the owner, of course, Rick Pitino, whose legacy at Louisville was blemished by these scandals that involved exotic dancers and escorts. And, and this horse was in the winner's circle, and he was there with the horse at Del Mar Racetrack in California after the three-year-old's first victory of the year. So congratulations to Rick Patino and your horse, Party Dancer, the perfect name for a horse for the fired coach of the Louisville Cardinals. When we come back on the Y'all Show, Jerry Short's going to join us, and we're going to have short stories, and I bet you bottom dollar he's going to be talking about the king. And I'm not talking about the one in England. I'm talking about the one of rock and roll. We'll tell you all about it when we return with more of the Y'all Show on a Monday. Stay with us. Just can't stop scratching. Struggling to get relief from itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824, 1-844-777-ITCH, or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. That a song released in 1977 and just a few weeks before the passage 
of Elvis Presley way down on the Y'all Show as we do have Elvis Week this week, the commemoration of his passing in 1977. Welcome back to the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl, and on the Y'all Show we have each Monday the teller of tales from Takapola Way, and that would be Jerry Short. Jerry is certainly not bashful. He is a big fan of the king of rock and roll. Love him. Love him, John. Well, I have to give him credit, too. Although he's known as the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley certainly had country and gospel in him and had success on the country music charts. He was kind of like you, Jerry, a renaissance man. Kind of king of people, too, you know. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, uh, all I know about him just... Uh, his charity reaches all bounds. But, well, um, and you saw that firsthand. Oh, I saw it firsthand, secondhand, and thirdhand. And, uh, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I guess we're going to talk Elvis. Uh, you know, that's melancholy, and it dang, really dang brings uh, almost a tear if I was a crier in my eye. But, well, uh, again, Thursday of this week would have been Elvis's uh, death date. It's August 16th of 1977. When Elvis Presley died at the age of forty-two years old in Memphis, not terrible. Yeah, where were, um, you, where were you that day, Jerry? Well, that's where I was thinking about. Uh, I had an auditor. I worked for an international for a paper company at that time, and as audit came out of New York, that's where the corporate office was. And we'd been out in the field, and I had told him a story that I'm going to tell here in a minute. And uh, somehow he thought we were kin. Because I kind of left it that way, but really? it wasn't it wasn't verified or anything, and, and so no, when we walked you, back, you, into, you and Elvis, not the auditor, were kin. Uh, no, me and Elvis. That's right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know Mississippi, North Mississippi. You know, you yeah. know how to go. Yeah, and uh, so uh, everybody's probably kin in North Mississippi somewhat. But um, anyway, uh, he was a real sharp guy, and we talked, and we came into the office and. And he was down for like a week, and I had to take him around to to do all the auditing of the international paper land purchases and uh, sales where we were cutting our timber land and all. So we hadn't been doing it but two or three days and still had two or three to go. But we walked in the office that uh, afternoon and we came in so he could start writing his reports up. And my secretary, who was Worship Conway Twitty, and, uh, I mean, she just absolutely – Worship Conway Twitty, and we would always, you know, kind of go back and forth about Conway and Elvis and Conway and Elvis. And, and she told me, she said, well, I guess you heard what happened today, didn't you? And I said, no. What? And she said, Elvis died. And I said, let's don't joke about stuff like that. You know, that's to me, that's not funny. And I, I, let's just, just drop that. And she said, no, I'm serious. You know, we'll cut the radio on over here and they'll be all they'll be talking. And she did, and and so uh, he said to me, then the auditor said, Jerry, why don't you take off since y'all are kin? And I know you don't <laughs> want to go to the family. And I said, uh, yes, sir, right, that sounds like a plan. And uh, so I went straight home, and my wife was a tremendous Elvis fan also. And, and uh, we went straight to Memphis, you know. We grabbed, we grabbed the kids up, and drug them in that crowd and that heat at 100 degree weather out on Elvis Presley Boulevard and in front of Graceland and people were crying and laying down in the street and they were hauling them off and uh, 
in emergency vehicles, and it was a you've never seen anything to equal it. There was a man in Jackson, Mississippi, that had a rock and roll show, and Johnny Thompson was his name. And uh, I said he had a, a, a tuxedo on, and really? and tears running down his eyes, and crying, and everybody was just I mean just it lost it, and it just kept getting so crowded there that the police couldn't hardly control the throng or the crowd of the people in in front of Graceland. So they put, had the streets closed, obviously. And, you know, that's the six lane through there then, I guess, or now it's probably eight or nine. But uh, anyway, um, the, you know, they was going to let us view the uh, body the next day. So, you know, since he had told me just go ahead and take off because a relative had died, I uh, came back the next day and, they had uh, ropes uh, in front of Grayson where you could get in line, kind of like the candlelight vigil they'll have on the 16th, and uh, go up to uh, view the body. But it got so out of hand, people were falling over on Elvis's body. Was it open open casket? It was open casket. Really? And, uh, yeah, and I'm friends with the guy, McGregor, who designed the TCB emblem. And he also made leather works. He would make um, saddles and stuff like that and fly them to uh, California. He's from Oxford in Water Valley. Mm -hmm. McGregor is his, was his name. And you've been down that road and you probably, he sold jewelry also. He designed that stuff like all the TCB thing. He designed that for the tail of Elvis's plane and, but I talked to him afterwards, and you know, a lot of people said it was probably not Elvis that they had put a fake uh, uh, body in there with uh, uh, whatever they would have used to make a facial. You know, it did look bloated. I've seen pictures of it. Somebody did slip a picture and went in Esquire or something. Uh, but anyway, um, he said that that was Elvis. That he was one of the uh, Elvis mafia that stood there at the grave and i mean at the coffin excuse me in in graceland as you went in graceland but vernon had to shut it down because people were just just falling out and they couldn't control the crowd and, and that's the reason they buried him the next day and uh so we went back for the funeral and uh people that were coming from it had been in movies in hollywood and things with elvis they uh they couldn't get there at that sh short notice the only real celebrity that I saw was Ann Margaret and Roger Moore, hmm. her husband. They had, played, you know, he had played 007 in a couple of movies, and uh, Ann Margaret we all know about. So anyway, he, uh, they were in the funeral possession, and uh, of course we were standing there at the gate when they come out of Graceland, and, and we fell in and went on up to the cemetery, Oakland, and Oakland, and. Uh, Went on up there and walked over to the mausoleum that they put him in. And flowers, you've never seen so many flowers in your life. Or It covered that mausoleum from the top to the bottom. And this mausoleum was one, you know, that you'd go inside and it'd probably hold 500 people or so or more. And uh, But anyway, that was the funeral part. And, uh, you know, if I put getting to like Elvis in a, some type of, uh, chronological order mm -hmm. you know i would have to uh, probably my first encounter would have been in the fourth grade and that was uh our whole class 
got out to go to the theater in the fourth grade to see Love Me Tender. Really? And, yeah. They, we marched down there during the matinee. They, they did it just for, you know, a few grades at the elementary school, which was not too far from downtown theater. And uh, so we went down. And, of course, Elvis gets killed at the end of Love Me Tender. And, uh, <clears throat> and so the girls are crying. The fourth grade girls are crying. And, and we're laughing at them, man. So that uh, they probably still resent us to this day, but uh, that would be the first thing, I guess. And then the second thing, probably, if I if I had to think of something, would be that would be went to the drive-in theater. My daddy never went to movies at all. Saw four movies with him, but we saw. Uh, my mama talked him into going to see um, Jailhouse Rock at the Rebel Drive-in Theater in Oxford, and. We're in there watching Jailhouse Rock and the scene where they have the rock part where he, everybody's rocking in the old jailhouse part. Mm-hmm. And, and I think Elvis actually did the choreograph for that stuff. But, uh, anyway, daddy, daddy was a little bit hardcore <clears throat> and to say the least. And, uh, he cranked the car up and, uh, that would have been about 56, I guess. And, uh, but I know we had a 51 show in Bel Air, I believe. He cranked it up and uh, in the middle, in the middle of the movie. Left at that part. Okay. So I didn't get to see the end of that movie until it came to the theater. And it, at, a, at a drive-in theater, if you live in, leave in the middle of a movie, I think you kind of make a scene, don't you? Yeah, everybody gets mad and blows their horn. Oh, really? You can cut your lights on. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it'll go on the screen or something. And... And, you know, I don't remember that. Let's say I would have been 10 years old. I don't really remember if it was a, a 56, yeah, 46, yeah. That, I'm aging myself here, too. Uh, you may want to cut that. But uh, anyway, um, that was the second thing, I guess, putting it in order. And then the third deal, probably, I would probably say that. Um, mm, well, you saw Elvis in concert many times. Oh yeah, you know that came just a little bit later, and uh, it's um, at the gas pump at um, well, I, I, at the let's just go with this one at the gas pump. He had been down to his ranch in Horn Lake, Mississippi, the Circle G. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Memphis Mafia, Red West, and Sonny and all of them, they were with him, and and by then, you know, that was that was maybe sixty-seven. Although I'd already had to deal with Vernon. I've, I, you know, wasn't the greatest Elvis fan in the world. It's just Elvis was a, might as well have been Pat Boone, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I uh, uh, went out to the ranch, and Mama and my wife said, "There they come! Elvis is in that. He's driving that first El Camino." And all they went berserk. Follow him! Follow him! Follow him! And it was a convoy about three El Caminos, and as they come into this little town of Hernando, which hadn't grown as big now. South Haven is what it is now, almost. But uh, as we came in, he stopped at a little Gulf service station, and they needed some fuel. He propped up on the gas pumps. I think he was filming a movie then called Charo that he didn't sing a song in. I think it was the only movie he didn't. He sang the title to it, but that's, he didn't sing a song during the movie. He played a cowboy, yeah. and he had you know a little growth of a beard, and he had a cowboy. Well, he was about dressed like that because they'd been out riding horses. He props up on that gas pump, and my mom and, and my wife won't go up there. And finally, I said, well, doggone, I'll go. I'll go get y'all an autograph or something. And 
I walked up there and I walked up to him and, you know, you couldn't get away with this stuff today, but Sonny and Red, I don't even know if they were looking at me. Elvis was propped up and I walked up to him and I said, Elvis, I've got a wife and a mother that are going berserk out there wanting them, uh, and I can't get them to come up here to meet you. And he said, well, go tell them to come on up here. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to bite them, I guess. And I said, uh, they, won't, I don't think they'll come. So we talked maybe five minutes or so, or maybe a little longer, because he was real open with his stuff. But I looked at that man, and Priscilla was sitting over in the El Camino with one of those honeycomb hairstyles that they wore back in those days. Yeah. And um, when I went up there, I was not looking over at Elvis. I was watching her. And then when I left, I was looking back over my shoulder at Elvis, kind of like Alan McGraw type. And... Uh, I get to the car, and I, I I I told my mom and him. I said, "Mom, let me have some of your business cards." She had an employment agency in Memphis then, and I said, "Let me have some of your business cards." Elvis was signing them, so she gave me two or three of those, four or something. I carried them up there, and he signed. You know, let's uh, see what he put on them. Uh, best wishes, Elvis. Elvis and best wishes, Elvis. And he, one of them, he just wrote Elvis Presley on that thing, but. Uh, Anyway, um, when I went back after that, and I, and I thanked him and all, and, and I went back, and they had filled up, and they was ready to move on out. And I went back to the car, and uh, I told my mom and my wife, I said, you know, I really like girls, you know, and I said, told my wife, I said, you know that. I said, but that's the prettiest man I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, said, I said, a man's not supposed to look that good. It's just, it was unbelievable. And so I was a Elvis fan, not so much because he talked to me. It was his whole mannerism. He, you know, he had so much charisma just flowing out of it. it was, and I've been around, uh, you know, like I've said, you know, the Steve McQueens and, uh, and, uh, Robert Redford's and, and Paul Newman and I, in movies that they filmed, mm-hmm. and none of them could touch Elvis the way you know they can't even get in the same league. And, and as far as just being around a guy and the way he looked, and uh, so that was the time it did that. We're talking with Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way, which is the same area that Elvis's mother was from. Here on the Y'all Show. When we come back on the Y'all Show, stay with us. We're going to close out today's show with more from Jerry. And we're going to tell you about a recent venture Jerry went to in Elvis's hometown, his birth city of Tupelo, and a country music great was there in a benefit concert. And we'll get Jerry to talk about it next when we return with Jerry Short on Short Stories on the Y'all Show. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Jessica Alba, entrepreneur and mom. When it comes to helping students succeed, I'm all in. And so is Staples. That's why I'm teaming up with Staples for Students and DonorsChoose.org, the charity that helps teachers bring learning to life. 
Join us by donating in store or online at staplesforstudents.com. Your donation will help local teachers make a difference for their students because every kid deserves a great start this school year. Hey, small business owners. Whether you're known for designing dresses for divas or delivering amazingly accurate accounting, there's something that makes your business great. And Vistaprint is here to help you tell the world. That's why we're offering 500 custom business cards starting at $9.99. There are hundreds of styles to choose from, easy logo upload, and our team is standing by to help you out. So be bold, be brilliant, and be the person who gets 500 business cards for just $9.99 at Vistaprint.com. Just enter promo code 7575 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7575. We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. There was a man who gave the world his song And the world stood still to hear him sing A simple man who took his faith alone while all the world proclaimed him king Now the king is gone And oh, what a reign And the crown on his head Will remain From a working man to royalty To everlasting fame The king is gone yeah, the king is gone, but long live his name. And that there, the song from 1977 from Ronnie McDowell, a tribute to the king of rock and roll. Ronnie McDowell singing The King Is Gone as a tribute to Elvis Presley. And Thursday of this week, Elvis died back in 1977. Jerry Short is our guest here, the teller of tales from Takapola on the Y'all Show. Jerry, I don't know if you've done the math, but if Elvis had not died back in 77, right now he would be 83 years old. Uh, unfortunately, I've done that. And, uh, <laughs> that just tells you how fast time gets away. So take advantage of your time, please. Well, his memory still lives on, 
And a few months ago, Jerry, you went on assignment for me, so thank you for that, to Tupelo, Elvis's birthplace, and you went to a special event that Ronnie McDowell, the country music great, played at and was a benefit. Tell us about that, Jerry. Well, you know, I didn't know that much about Ronnie McDowell as an artist. I knew he was a musician, but I didn't know he was an artist. But it was, uh, he had, he had, he had, uh, made a paint, done a painting of Elvis receiving his first, uh, guitar at the Tupelo, uh, hardware store. And the name of the painting was, I think, That Magic Moment. And what they were doing that night, they were shooting a, um, um, I guess a pilot. For a new TV show, and I don't know how that's come out, but it was called uh, Painting America. And, you know, Ronnie uh, McDowell is some kind of painter. He uh, And he's a good singer also, but he's some kind of painter. I, you know, I mentioned the other day, I think I mentioned uh, the guy that painted for Saturday Evening Post, how good he was. And, and I, you know, I think Ronnie is better even. And, but anyway, the painting... Uh, they was going to auction it off for charity for the Elvis Presley fan club. And it was at Elvis's, uh, birthplace. It was at his house. They have an auditorium out back and a, a museum and a really good, really a nice setup with it to have that tubular. And, uh, it's, I guess it's been all volunteer. I know Elvis did a, he would donate a money and that show he did in 57. That money went to that Elvis park, I think. But, uh, Anyway, they kicked off that uh, pilot for that TV show with that first painting of Elvis. And uh, uh, he, he's painted. I, I looked up some of his paintings, and it's worth your time just to look up Ronnie's paintings. He's painted Dolly Parton. He's painted everybody in the world. But he paints with such good quality. The first, the, they, they, bid, they bidded the main painting. After the show, he also did a, it was a kind of a hundred dollar night ticket. And I'm sure glad I was freelancing that because <laughs> I don't know if me and my wife could have, have uh, come up with that freelance money, but it, um, that, and I know we couldn't be it, but, uh, one thing and finally again, after the show was over and he had, he had a comedian and he had a, he had a drummer that also was a drummer for Jimmy Buffett when he's not jumping, when he's not drumming with Ronnie, but that, uh, the painting bid that he did, the one that was called uh, 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 That Magic Moment, it sold for $10,500 to a uh, minority owner or one of the owners of the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. You may know his name. I forget it right well, off. The hand. owner is Peter Angelos. That may have been him. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah he, he, he got that name sound like it, did he? But uh, he, he was a real... Uh, he's bought all kind of Elvis stuff. So naturally he come down just for that show. And he got uh, up on stage, took the mic away from Ronnie. Cause really? Ronnie, yeah. He said, hand me that mic, Ronnie. Let me, you people get this bit up. And I think that picture, uh, that painting at that time was hanging in at about 8,000. And uh, finally got a man from Memphis to go to 9,500. And this owner of the Orioles said, you bid ten and I'll buy it for uh I'll buy it for ten five and then I'm gonna let you buy those uh prints. Hmm. So they were selling prints for about if they were signed by Ronnie with gold uh pen, they were selling for about twenty five hundred a piece or something like that. And he said, 
and I know you want the first one, and it was going to sell for about five grand just to print the first one. It was going to be numbered number one. And he said, I'm going to let you have that, and I'm going to buy this painting. And this man he was talking to happened to own Elvis's first guitar. And that guitar has got a real history that I know a little something about, that I think I know a little something about from listening to Elvis radio that they didn't mention that night. But uh, Elvis would give that to Red Rest, who played football down in East Central Mississippi. They won the national championship the year Red West played there. And Red needed money, and he he sold it to somebody on that team. And how it got back to Memphis, I think the guy actually lives in South Haven. But uh, the man that owns the Orioles, he told him, uh, he said, let me tell you. He says, you know, I bought this painting. He said, but I want that guitar. The man that owned the guitar told him, and they were up on stage. They're swapping back and put the mic. And he said, you're going to have to put a lot more dang zeros behind it if you get this guitar. Hmm. So they all had fun. And Ronnie's son, he had two sons involved in his band. And one sang, and sang pretty good. And then one played the drums. And he had just been voted the number one drummer in Nashville for the second consecutive year. And so he could beat those drums as good as Montana or some of Elvis's people, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it was really interesting. And then they had a Ronnie signed autographs and books. You know, we were able to buy a Ronnie McDowell book, and he signed and took pictures with my wife and, and anybody else that bought anything out back, those prints. A lot of people bought those prints for $1,000 when they got down in the lower numbers, you know. And so I think they made about $50,000 at night for charity for the uh, Elvis Presley fan club if they give to a hospital locally or something. So, you know, it was really good. And the first show that they're going to do on this painting across America, and that was a pilot. They had they were filming it as, as we were there. But I fortunately, I was on the second row, and I was right down front. And so I could see the cameras, you know, rolling and, and, uh, they was filming it and getting ready for the pilot. And I think he said it was going to come out this fall. Really? And, uh, yeah, that, so I don't know how many or who they're going to have or if they're going to try to do, I think one for each state. Now, you know, Ronnie would have to paint pretty doggone fast if he could do that, but he may have some already painted up because he's got a art gallery, I think. So, I, like I said, it was really a, it was an interesting thing to see a man with that much talent and always smiling. And also, we had a common bond of both of us loved Elvis Presley. And uh, it made me really like Ronnie McDowell. And uh, anybody that come out to bid, it was, you know, they, you know, they got a group of people that just follow stuff like that around to bid on items like that. And they all didn't have anything but great stuff to say about Ronnie McDowell. So if you ever get a chance and he's putting a show on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a show, it ain't got to be about Elvis because he don't just do Elvis. He does a lot of other things also. And he did that night. He didn't do all Elvis songs. Uh, it would be worth your time to go to a Ronnie McDowell concert. Well, I, I will do, take you up on that, Jerry. I won't be able to see Elvis, so Ronnie McDowell works for me. My closest connection to the king of rock and roll probably is the fact that I used to share the same office space 
where he recorded his first album in Nashville. In the late 50s, he went to not Studio B of RCA, but there was another studio on McGavick Street, and that was my office, the actual room where the recording Dang. studio. So that's my you that's know, my closest connection to the king. You never told me that. I mean, you got paint chips at home in a jar? No, 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 no. I don't even know if the building's still there, but for a long yeah. time it was uh, used for various studio purposes in Nashville, and... Uh, let's just say my time working there, and actually that's where I learned how to edit audio was in that room. Uh, it hasn't well, paid. It hasn't paid off at least for me from a vocal standpoint, Jerry. Well, if I'm kin to him, if we're uh, fifth cousins or something, yeah, uh, I don't think anything he had has paid off for me. <laughs> I think it's. I, I can't think of a thing that I can join him with. I'm, I might can uh, match up with a Jerry Clower. Yeah, something like that, but never an Elvis Presley. Jerry, thank you very much. Jerry Short, that is, not Jerry Clara. We appreciate no, it you. and appreciate your memories as we salute Elvis on this tough week for Elvis fans. In 1977, the King left way too soon. We'll talk to you again next week, sir. Thank you so much, and uh, hope on a bit higher note. Yes, sir. See you. All right. Well, we'll end up today's show with that note, and we'll be back with you tomorrow with an all-new Y'all Show. Thank you for listening to Y'all, the show all about the South with your host, John Rawl. Have a great rest of your day. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH. Or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business. Day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. 
She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTechStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.